So everyone, welcome to Peter Dao On Air. My name is Renz, and for some of you who may not know, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Peter Dao. For our AMA series today, we have the entire executive team with us coming at you with nothing to hide. But before they individually present themselves and answer any questions that you may have, I would like to once again tell you more about Breeder Dao, our vision, and why you're here. So Breeder Dao is the factory for quality assets for the metaverse. We are not a game or a guild. I guess the closest thing I can think of would be a manufacturing company like Procter and Gamble or Unilever. But instead of retail consumer goods, we produce digital assets. Our core business is really producing assets at scale in support of the guilds and the players, of course. But it's not just about the quantity, but also the quality. You see, when you look at the entire production line, there's a lot more than just the actual generation of assets. There's also buying the resources, identifying the right assets to generate, optimizing for the ideal traits, then selling the assets then selling the assets. And we, as the factory, make each process efficient in order to maximize the growth of our fund. We combine game-specific expertise with refined data analytics modules to develop high-efficiency methodologies for asset generation. For the longest time since Axie Infinity skyrocketed, blockchain gaming has only been limited to games and guilds. BreederDAO is the first of its kind in the space to touch on the supply side, and we act as the bridge between the games and the guilds. With this, our ultimate goal would be to equip the next billion players of the blockchain gaming industry. And in approximately 24 hours, we will be doing our public launch where we will also be welcoming new members of the community. And we are hosting this town hall so that you guys can have a better opportunity and an understanding of what it is you're getting into and to really have an opportunity to discern on whether or not you want to be part of this DAO. So the next guy who I'm going to call on stage probably needs no introduction. If you've been following us, this guy has been conducting a series of AMAs with our game partners. Please welcome the CEO and co-founder of Breeder Dow. Jeff, take it away. Hi, guys. Can I be heard? Awesome. Okay. I won't take too much time. I think you guys have heard quite a bit from me already if you guys have been following the AMAs. I'm here to give you a top-level overview of what's happening over at the operations department. But the operations department isn't just all about breeding. The operations department is made up of very talented heads who will have their turn to speak later. So here I am to give you a quick overview of what we've done so far when it comes to breeding and crafting. Since we started, we've already generated 120,000 NFTs in six different game economies. Uh, we are proud to say that we are profitable. We have grown our fund, the money that we have raised, by over 20%. Take note that this is on top of business expenses and the market downturn. So it's been very, it's been a very good ride. Uh, we've had a lot of talented people, very bright and the best, uh, helping us out. The other departments are here to assist us. And the next guy who's going to talk is our CTO and co-founder, Nico. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, everyone. My name is Nico. I'm the Chief Technology Officer for BreederDAO. And... 
Um, we're all very excited at this point. The time has come. We're about like 24, 25 hours away from the public sale. And we're very excited to welcome new members into the, into the DAO officially. It's, um, it's been a long time coming, but we're finally here. Um, so just a, just a couple updates from me from the, the tech department. We have completed our smart contract audits. Um, and that means we've also successfully deployed on mainnet um, and begun the process to, to onboard with our official bug bounty partner, ImmuneFi. Um, they're a trusted leader in the space. Lots of like big names that are working with them to to rid the blockchain space of like exploits such as the Graph, MakerDAO, um, new tech like like Olympus DAO. Lots of lots of DAOs basically, <laughs> and um, the LBP as well has been set up and. Um, I don't want to take away from like the announcement. I know Renz wants to have his like segment later all about the, the TLA. So more on that later. Um, what else can I say? Internal tools. So you guys know if you're like a staple member already that we're all about um, equipping our operations team with, with everything they need. So we've continuously supported them um, with their goal for, for generating assets at scale to the tune that, um, well, Jeff might mention later on or has already mentioned, I'm not sure. Um, and we continue to push the, the envelope each week, actually, with, with new tools, um, not just on like major headliners like Axie, but also like up and coming games that have faced in the economies. So it's a balance, you know, between churning out new, public facing tools as well as like DAO exclusive features. And to date we've developed for like numerous EVM chains already. You guys know it from, from Avalanche to BSC to, to Mainnet, of course, uh, Ronin. And we continue to, to take that quick fire approach with our sprint structures. So we really take to heart that, it, like that advantage that startups have in, and 10x and supercharge it by like pushing out like searchers or integrated data like data recommendation engines for op team ops teams to to utilize while our like game analysts can quickly find like these focus points for us to to build out APIs for so it's like it's really a collaborative effort guys for sure and our tech team is like um I always tell the guys it's like we're like these robotic limbs to, to amplify our AUM growth and um, our game participation, profitability. So, yeah, that's it. That's it for the tech team. Um, passing it over to my AMA partner in crime. He is the head of business development, Mabby Clemente. Thanks, Nico. Uh Hard to go after that, but I'll try my best. So, hi, my name is Mabby, and I am uh, currently the head of business development. Uh, I guess a little bit about myself first, since this is the first time I'm going to be speaking with you guys. I was, for the most part of my past life, an investment banker, so I'm very much used to closing deals and creating structures for them. Most useful skills I learned and brought with me to Web3, I guess, are, first of all, I guess, having a knack for investments. 
uh, a good grasp of numbers, and I guess the ability to negotiate. That would be, I would say, very important. Why did I make the jump to BreederDAO and I guess ultimately in Web3? Um, yeah, I guess it's all about being in the forefront and exploring what we can do with blockchains and NFTs. Uh, there's just so many possibilities that it's impossible not to get excited. So more about the BizDev team. In a nutshell, we are the team that evaluates all the games that we partner up with. When we released our uh, Medium article a couple of weeks back on our game partners, we announced that we had around 20 games, and that includes big names like Monkey League, Geno Pets, and Mian Heroes. So definitely we've been busy here. Since then, you know, the work hasn't stopped. IDEO has been very busy, but BizDev is hasn't stopped once well for, for hasn't even rested a moment right so since then we've added five more games uh we just await the official announcement we will announce it in a couple of weeks but we've been very busy right uh actually past few weeks we've been evaluating upwards of five to ten games a week and we look at each one at all possible angles right game design enjoyability tokenomics the team the investors you name it right and I guess as we make more noise in BreederDAO, we get to meet more and more game developers, which puts us in a great spot. Yeah, so that's it for me for BreederDAO. Uh, happy to be here tonight. Passing the mic over now to our head of growth, Jovan. Hey guys. Hi, nice to speak with you guys today. Um, my name is Jovan. I've been in crypto since um, 2016 mostly focused on tokens and um prior to joining breather dow i was actually leading the digital operations for the life insurance arm of the number one bank in the philippines and um after leaving corporate i actually decided to take a break and move to the beach um it's funny because after living for about a year in a surf town i got a random call from jeff who's our ceo and co-founder right asking if, if i wanted to join the team and of course um, upon doing my due diligence about the company and the team, um, the rest was history. So here I am. And 99% um, of my crypto portfolio is still in tokens. Um, I was also a P2P merchant, but um, I just recently diversified into NFTs as well, such as um, um, PA, which is my current PFP. Um, I also have a few Zipsies, um, VSP, Pet Polygons, and perhaps soon some clone and hopefully snatch some BAYC, right? <laughs> so as head of growth for BreederDAO, I am actually in charge of leading the growth of our partnerships. And in fact, we just recently grew our partner network over the last four months to around 300 partners with about 200 others in the wait list. And these partners are not just limited to guilds, as they are also as they also include uh, fintech providers, you know your esport platforms, microloan providers, marketplaces, and all all the other community value adding verticals. So um, here we are, um, growth team ready to serve the DAO. So passing over the mic on to who's next? Um, Jillian for marketing. Hello, can you guys hear me? All right, so actually I've been waiting a while to be able to properly shout you guys out. Um, and I'm glad to finally say hi to our breeding operators, specialists, and pioneers. So if you guys have been present in the Discord for a while, uh, you may have seen me posting and lurking here from time to time. Um, I'm Julian, the marketing and PR head of BreederDAO. 
So um, prior to fully degening into you know Web three, I was actually a brand marketer um, in in different MNCs such as Nestle and Procter and Gamble, and I had a stint in brand consulting before uh, fully jumping into Web three. Um, as for my Web three journey, um, I started off with um, PFP NFTs. Uh, my first meant actually being school of ah. Uh, um, Tools of Rock. So I'm not sure if you guys are so familiar with that project, uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's it was my first project, it's, and it's what got me into the space. So um, I fell in love, and the community I fell in love with NFTs and the community aspect that comes with it, um, which made this role such a perfect fit for me when it was presented by Renz and the rest of the founders. So. Um, as marketing and PR head, um, I ensure that you know we're able to properly communicate Beardos vision to the people in the space um, and reach out to as many um, members of Web3 as possible. Um, and as for our updates for uh, the last four months, um, all of the content you see being pushed out in our different channels um, are actually um, you know under the marketing department. So I hope you guys um, like what you guys have been seeing so far. Um, so for Discord and Twitter, I'm happy to share that we've actually grown our Discord community um, to um, close to 47,000 members and our Twitter following to um, about 33,000. So uh, thank you guys for your support. Um, you know, we've felt the love since day one and every day, you know, we see our community growing and we're excited to, you know, grow Breeder Dow with you guys. Um, as for the major publications we've been featured on, um, so you... I hope you guys have seen us in TechCrunch, Tech in Asia, Esquire, Deal Street Asia, and uh, many more publications to come. Um, as for the number of campaigns we've launched, you know, um, we're, we've committed to uh, deploy about $60,000 worth of rewards for the community. And since um, we launched back in January, we've been consistently putting out campaigns that really, you know, give back to our community, uh, reward our community. We actually have some campaigns running right now. Um, I hope you guys are aware, so just check out our notice board if you guys aren't yet up to speed. And lastly, of course, um, you know, we've always been committed to assimilating our community into the planning and building process of BreederDAO this early on. So with that, you know, we decided to launch our ambassador program. And I'm happy to report that, you know, since we've launched, we've received about 1,600 applications. So I know I see a lot of like comments on Discord asking if their um, applications have been processed. So uh, bear with us as you know, we have to go through a ton of applications. So thank you guys for your interest, but we'll make sure to get to each and every one of you uh, first, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it for marketing. Um, if you guys have any questions, you know, I'm always in the Discord, so you can shoot me um, a question. Um, and I'll now move on to our date ahead, Nigel. Yep, thanks, Jalen. All right, so great to meet everyone. I guess this is my first time also introducing myself. So I'm Nigel, and I currently lead the data team at BreederDAO. Um, just a bit about myself before, I've been in the data industry for my entire career, whether it be for engineering, analytics, or modeling. Been in FinTech as well before my shift to the world of Web3. Well, I joined BreederDAO because, well, uh, I met Renz and Jeff, and the first thing that they asked me to do was to look into the playthrough and economy of a game called Krabada. Um, and things really clicked to me with that project. Um, people usually look at the blockchain as a ledger, so a list of transactions. But as a data guy, for me, it's all really public, accessible data to everyone. And you can imagine how much insights you can make from that. I mean, so in essence, I'm one of those people who is into the blockchain because of the technology behind it. Um, it unlocked a lot of things such as DeFi and play and economies, which we BreederDAO is currently in right now. Um, 
so I had a dinner with them. Not only did they convince me to buy NFTs, I guess, for the first time, but I also got um, introduced to the world of the blockchain. Yeah, so in the data team, uh, it's our role to ensure that we have end-to-end visibility in all on-chain and off-chain data. So it's on-chain data in the sense that whatever happens in the blockchain, we want to make sure we're visible to it. And off-chain in the sense that, um, especially for play and economies, um, there's a lot of stats, there's a lot of game stats that's not really available in the blockchain. Um, also, in terms of the blockchain data itself, we look at cross-chain analytics, so not, we're not just limited to one single chain, hence the need for more visibility and more technology to extract these. Now, how is this relevant to Breeder DAO, though? Um, well, we want to make sure that all of our investment decisions are data-driven. We can't just make decisions without having the full picture of everything. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities in the market, and we want to know when and where these opportunities happen. So just a couple of updates on what the data team is doing. Well, the space is constantly evolving, and so we keep on learning and learning. I mean, currently, we're standardizing what we want to look at in the market. For example, some things that you can see in our products, um, metrics like tokenomics involving minting and burning of utility tokens, um, the marketplace statistics like what's being sold in the market, what's the current meta, things like that. All of these, actually, we recently just shared uh, in our product, which is PlayCore. If you guys haven't checked that out, uh, please go to playcore.io. Um, our vision for that product is that it becomes the gateway to all block, all things blockchain gaming. So think of it like a Bloomberg, uh, specifically for blockchain gaming. You can see their podcasts, socials, etc. And currently, there are nine games available that you can look at. Axie being the most popular, but of course, there's a lot of player and economies that we want to look into. Um, Next to that, we're going to see what we can offer in the next version. So we're brewing other ideas like calendar of game events, more in-depth analytics, and everything else that relates to data. Okay, um, that's it for data. I think for the next part, we're going to go to uh, questions in particular to the token launch. Okay, thank you so much, everyone. Uh, nice to have you guys here with me again. Jeff, Nico, Jillian, Mabi, Jovan, as well as Nigel. And I'm glad that the community has now a chance to get to know more of you guys. Now, speaking of community, there's actually a, a number of them here. There's actually 187. And I'm pretty sure that all, they're already itching to ask you guys questions. But before we move on to all of those, uh, let's please have Jeff back as he discuss more about the token and our launch details tomorrow. When IDO. Well, great news. It's tomorrow. Before I get into more details of the token launch, I'd like to talk about what exactly it is we're launching. What is the breed token? The breed token is what powers the BreederDAO ecosystem. We have designed the utility of this token with the three main community members that we are expecting to get. The three Gs, that's the games the guilds, and the gaming enthusiasts. One quick look at the white paper will tell you that we've got several token utilities. We've got the ability for breed stakers to pick which particular game asset we will produce. We've got another program where guilds can stake breed and they get first dibs on early game assets. So this is especially useful for games out right now with a supply shortage who are very new and not a lot of items 
are available to purchase. Finally, well, it's not the final token utility, but it's the third one I want to talk about is Breeder Dow Spoils. This is our value accrual mechanism. Essentially, members of the DAO will be able to vote to have a portion of our profits dedicated to buying breed token off of the secondary market. So this is a buyback. And we will redistribute this token to stakers. So it is our primary value accrual mechanism. So that's the breed token. I'll quickly gloss over the tokenomics so you guys have an idea of who has what. 20% of our tokens were sold during the seed and private round. These tokens are going to be unlocked, but only a little 10% after the token launch auction. Please take note of that. All investor unlocks will happen after the token launch auction. So 10% unlocked, and then there's a one-year cliff, and then two years linear vesting. So quite a long time. We've had a strategic round as well where we sold a small portion of our tokens, half a percent. 5% of these will be unlocked after the TLA. There's a four-month four month cliff and a two-year linear vesting. For the TLA, we are planning to sell 4.5% or 45 million tokens to the public. Now, if you were paying attention to our Medium articles, you would have noticed that we put 75 million breed into the pool, along with 4,687,500 USDC. Now, the reason for this is because of the way Copper's liquidity bootstrapping protocol works, you will never be able to sell 100% of the tokens that you commit to the pool. Based on our internal models and forecasting, and in line with our mission to distribute 4.5% or 45 million tokens to the public, we came to the conclusion that 75 million tokens paired with 4,687,500 USDC is the best combination to achieve our original promise. For the team, the team owns 16% of the tokens. There is a two-year lockup, two-year cliff, and three years vesting. So we will be around for a very long time. The advisors who have 4% of the tokens have a one-year cliff and a one-year linear vesting. We have a surprise advisor for you guys. So aside from Duquan, Gabby, Pierce, and Ryan, we have one more surprise advisor for you. Please stay tuned for that. It's very exciting. Just to cap off the tokenomic side, Treasury consists of 25% of the tokens. Ecosystem Development Fund takes up a 30% share. Both are vested. So only the Ecosystem Development Fund has an initial 10% release. 
if you remember from three minutes ago, I said we were putting 75 million into the pool. That's because 45 million is initially unlocked for the copper launch and the remaining 30 million will come from the ecosystem development fund, which will be returned post token launch auction. Great. Now, I did the math for you guys, so you don't have to do it. The initial circulating supply is 55 million. 550,000 breed tokens. I'll say that again. It's 55,550,000 breed tokens. That is the initial circulating supply. Now, on to the token launch mechanics. First off, a lot of you might be wondering why did we choose Copper Platform? Why didn't we go for a launch pad? Well, I personally come from a time in crypto where getting token allocations or whitelists was just an absolute bloodbath. It is, there's gas wars, there's competing, there's bots. It's just, it's not the most fair thing in the world. It's a lottery ticket, right? And with copper, and its fair price discovery mechanism, we believe that we are able to accommodate as many community members as much as possible. Anybody who's interested to join the DAO, to be part of Breeder DAO, to contribute to the ecosystem, has a fair shot of buying the tokens that they want at the price that's comfortable for them. Now, Let's dissect that last statement a bit more. A lot of you are wondering, why is the price at $1.5? Well, the way Copper Launch works or Copper Platform works is that the price starts high and there is a natural downward pressure on this price. That means if nobody in the world buys breed tomorrow, God hope it doesn't happen, but if nobody in the world buys breed, the price will go from $1.5 all the way down to zero. It will go down as no buyers are present. If somebody chooses to buy, then the token price will go up. This ensures price discovery and the most equitable and fair way to distribute this token. So for those of you who are new to launches on copper, who are new to this reverse auction style public sale, I suggest you watch the first 24 hours first. Let a market develop. See what price you are most comfortable with entering. But of course, always be aware that the price can always go up. There are always other people who are willing to buy at a higher price. So take that into account. We have a fantastic how-to guide that goes more in-depth on what I just discussed. Check it out. It's on our Twitter, at ReaderDAO. It is the pinned post. It is a step-by-step -step guide on how to buy from copper. There are two examples of past LBPs there or token launch auctions on copper where you will see the price movement of a particular token and then you can make a better and informed decision 
of where and how much you want to contribute. Now, I think that's enough for the token launch auction. If there are any more questions, well, now's your, now's your time to ask because we are moving on to the next part of our program. We are going to take on community questions. Okay, thank you so much, Jeff. Uh, echoing from your point, uh, we really curated the list of investors and advisors that we have, and we really want them in for the long term, precisely why we actually did that lockup. And even for the team, right? We don't want a team who would actually just flip, and precisely why we actually have that long lockup, even for the team. Now, I know some of you guys are already excited, and so uh, I'll hand it over to Jillian to actually give us like the community questions. Thanks, friends. Yeah, so, you know, we received a ton of questions from you guys um, since we opened the channel. And thank you so much for your interest. Um, so just to reiterate, not only are we reading off of the questions from the um, the channel that we opened for this AMA, but we're also going to be accepting um, requests to speak later on. So if you guys have any questions you want to directly ask us, uh, don't hesitate to raise your hand so that we can pull you guys up the stage. Although right now I'm seeing a ton of people interested, so bear with us. We'll try to get through all of your questions. Okay, so to start things off, um, I want to bring up a question from Zombie Man. So this is a question that was sent through um, our Discord, and he asks, um, "Could bear could the bear market affect the breed token value? Anybody from the team want to take that?" I'll take this one. All right, I love talking about markets. So markets have a tendency to have boom and bust cycles. This has been true throughout all of history. And well, to be frank, yes, a bear market could not only affect the breed token value, it will affect the breed token value. But the caveat here is that the industry that we operate in play to earn or play and earn or blockchain gaming has shown tremendous resilience during periods of market downturn. And the reason for this is simple, because in a well-functioning game economy, it is quite insulated from macro crypto volatility. In a well-functioning game economy, there are different levers and different factors which influence the health of that economy and our goal here in breeder dow is to find these economies produce the assets in these economies that's it so if we do our job right and i think we are doing our doing our job right even if there was a bear market there are still opportunities out there play and earn is a growing industry one of the fastest growing in crypto one of the hottest ones as well. It's in everyone's top of mind. I believe we can weather a bear market. A bear market will come. It is inevitable. But what is, but what we can change is how we react to it. We have been reacting to game economies as quickly as possible. We have a fantastic data team. We have a fantastic tech team that builds us these tools. And, well, 
I think uh, we're very much prepared for what's to come. Right, and then maybe just to add to that, uh, we're talking about value of the token, right? But, you know, I mean, bear markets, of course, affect like every other market, just how uh, the US market also affects like crypto market. But I think the value here that we really want to uh, emphasize would be the value that we can create even during bear markets. As mentioned earlier by Jess, even uh, for the past four months, we were able to grow our asset fund by 20%. And that's during a time that, you know, Bitcoin has fallen uh, significantly as well. And this is not the first time that we've done this. When we had our proof of concept back in Q2 of 2021, we also experienced the same bear market. Uh, Bitcoin fell by 50% while our asset fund was able to grow by 800%. And so it really is just, uh, you know, bear market, bull market, it's really just uh, a trend, right? But we're in it for the long term. And as long as we continue delivering value to our token, then eventually, or as long as we're able to generate value for the project and for the token, eventually, you know, people will realize that and they will price us fairly. All right. Uh, very well said, guys. Uh, I hope Zombie Man, they were able to answer your questions. Now, I'll move on to another question again from the Discord. I hope I am pronouncing your username right, Loan. So, um, he or she writes, uh, BreederDAO optimizes the NFT production process to make it faster, but guilds can scale faster. Approximately what percentage of the time do you outperform other NFT producers in the market? And how do you achieve this optimization? So guys, I can take that, Jillian. Yes, can you hear me? Yep. Okay, great. Yeah, so uh, Ang Luan, uh, I guess it's really hard to exactly quantify the savings in time if you ask me, but it is significant, right? If you, if you ever tried breeding, let's say in Axie Infinity, where it normally takes a while to breed manually, you know, one at a time, and having to select the optimal pair to breed, you would for sure appreciate one of the tools we've developed that automates all of that, right? It can breed hundreds of pairs in one click, all the while ensuring that you optimize the trait pairing of the parents to produce the best results. Uh, we also have a uh, searcher tool, which we use to scan the marketplace for the printers with the criteria we've developed ourselves. And this is actually what we use to start our farms. But I guess ultimately though, uh, different games bring different challenges and different constraints, which means different tools. Luckily, we have a killer tech team who produces these bespoke tools that Jeth and I ask of them at lightning speeds. Okay, thank you for that comprehensive answer, Mabi. And it really is different, right? But uh, I'm pretty sure that all of these guys will eventually be able to see the kind of technology that we have once we open up uh, our, our technology to all of them for, for them to be able to use it. Now, I guess on to the next question from Win Alice or Win for Elise. Uh, BreederDAO uses on-chain and off-chain data to provide a solution that breeds the optimal NFT that each consumer, guild, scholar, player, etc. wants. We're curious about the in-depth logic of this BreederDAO's unique breeding technology. Nigel, I think this one is for you. Yeah, thanks, James. Um, well, 
Uh, there's a lot of people in our team who are going to be able to answer this question, but speaking on a bigger perspective, since we're talking about the in-depth logic, well, like I mentioned, the space is really constantly still evolving. And that means that the models and the logic that we make should also constantly learn. Um, as we discover new scenarios, as we cover, uncover new economies, of course, um, how we approach these will also evolve. Well, a uh, quick answer, unfortunately, as with any other model, most of the details are proprietary, but I can do share some main in, main ideas that we have. Uh, first and foremost, like I mentioned before, we have strategies like tokenomics, wherein we build heuristics. We look at the economics, we look at the data, and then we build simpler rules. Usually there's three to five logic that we can extract 80% of the value from. And then as to the other 20%, it's a matter of optimization with models. Um, you can even apply machine learning, prediction, et cetera, all those technical jargon that we can eventually apply. Um, what inputs to these things are, of course, past historical performance. And the more we discover new indicators and features, we can then establish more and more iterations. Um, of course, there's also going to be a human in the loop process. These markets are, in general, not just in a technical level, but they're also fundamentally um, connected to how uh, the markets behave. That's difficult to predict. But in essence, for us to gain this edge, this in-depth logic that we're, that's really unlocking the optimal NFT uh, asset production, really the goal is to chase the 51%. And that's all we really need to win. And we do believe we have that edge as long as we keep the data incoming, we keep learning and learning, and we keep optimizing as we go along. All right, great. Thanks, Nigel. So after a couple of Discord text questions, I think we're ready to pull up um, those who are interested to ask a question directly uh, via voice. So before I move on, though, I just want to uh, share my appreciation to everybody listening right now. We're currently over 200 listeners. Uh, thank you guys so much for making the time. I hope you know we are, were able to answer all of your questions so far. Um, and keep them coming you know we're we're gonna be here all night if we need to be right um so right now i'm gonna pull up somebody who's actually been um an, you know a supporter of beater dao since the early days when we started uh a breeding pioneer uh jetter uh, i'll be pulling you up the stage hold on oh there hi jetter yeah. can you hi yeah i can hi. Hear. nice yeah. to finally put a voice to the to the username uh so fire away what's your question uh, yep, hope you are doing great, guys. And my question is about uh, how did you evaluate the public sale token price? Like, uh, can you tell a bit more than in the medium articles, maybe a bit of history or uh, fast calculations from Jet? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, sure thing. So I'll give you a technical answer. Um, we chose a 96 is to 4 initial weight for the LBP. This means that because we put in 75 million breed tokens and 4,687,500 USDC, the initial starting price turned out to be 1.5. Now, this 96 is to 4 ratio will gradually decrease to a 50-50 ratio, which contributes to the price having a natural downward pressure. So the price will stay at 1.5, but that, that is simply the initial starting price. It is not the price that you will be buying at, most likely. It can go both ways. You might be able to buy lower. You might be able to buy higher. I personally cannot say, 
It's just the way that auctions work. Like I said, there is price discovery that is implanted in this process. What price I will buy into if I were to participate in the sale could be a different price that my girlfriend will buy into if she participates in the sale as well. So it is essentially a game of waiting for the price that you think is fair and you're playing it against everybody else who has a different opinion of what the fair price is. So no two LBPs are the same. So if you are interested in participating, I suggest you look up past token launch auctions that have happened on copper just go to their site you can click a button that says view lbps and you will see the various charts there so just to reiterate 1.5 is the initial starting price but it will go down if there are no buyers yeah thanks i uh, hope you will have buyers and everything gonna be fine uh, and uh, maybe one more quick question about uh, 96 uh, for four. Uh, it's like mathematical model or just uh, nice uh, uh, numbers for uh, this start? Uh, gener oh, that's a good question. So generally, most token launches do an initial ratio of 95.5. So it is up to the team on whether they want to tweak it a little make it 96.4, 97.3, 94.6. factor factors in to how fast the price drops if there are no buyers. So we settled on 96.4. Um, we ran a couple of tests, a couple of simulations, and we found that uh, in our targets and in, in our internal goals, um, we feel as if, as if this was the best starting price and the best starting weight. Jeter, are you still there? You good, Jeter? I hope that answered your question, bro. Does that answer your question? I think we lost Jeter. Well, anyway, uh, Jeter, if you have other questions, feel free to raise your hand later on. I will... Oh, okay. Okay, great. Uh, so for our next question, we have another one from the Discord. Hold on. Discord text channel. Uh, again, from Zombie Man. So I guess this is for you, Mabby. How do you choose your blockchain game partners? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Because obviously, we evaluate, like I said earlier, of 5 to 10 a week. So uh, we, we do know what we look at, right? Um, there are actually many aspects that we evaluate, but I guess if you were to ask me the top three, it would be, uh, first of all, the team, second, the gameplay, and finally, the tokenomics design. So to start, right, we, we take a look at the team behind the project. That's very important. We check their credentials. We check their experience. We take note of how they approach their project and what their vision is for the game. Are they short-term thinkers or are they long-term uh, visionaries, right? Do they seem invested in the project? Or are they the type to bounce when things get rough? Uh, this is, like I said, right, one of the more important aspects. Uh, the second one I'd like to bring up is gameplay design. So this is also crucial, especially with the emergence of the concept of play and earn, right? Where the gameplay experience is highlighted. Is this something that people will actually play? Or will they just get bored quickly and move on? 
right? That's basically what we try to answer with that regard. And uh, finally, the one I wanted to highlight is tokenomics. Obviously, that's also very important. The bottom line is, will this game stand the test of time? Or in the world of blockchain gaming, will it stand the test of the initial pump, right? What is the economic flywheel? What are the faucets and the sinks? Basically, we try to answer the question, is it sustainable, right? Uh, I guess just to add to your question, I know you did not necessarily ask it, but what we don't necessarily look at are social media following and entry prices. Those don't necessarily, you know, tell the entire story. Basically, we have to learn how to shut out the noise and unearth the quality of the project. I uh, hope that answers your question, zombie man. Okay, thank All you right. for that. Uh... Go ahead. Thank you for that, Mabi. It's really hard to filter all of these games, and I'm glad that you have a, a way to actually do this because you know internally we, we see like what close to a hundred projects on a weekly basis, and that's a lot. So having that structure of being able to filter out all of these things really help put things into perspective. Now on to the qu next question from Esquire IO. According to partnerships. What benefits do gaming guilds get dealing with BreederDAO at the current stage of the project development? I heard partnerships, so, again, so me... I suggest... Uh, yes. Yeah, all right. So, okay. so go ahead, Renz. Go ahead and repeat the question. So, yeah, maybe just to uh, repeat the question. What benefits do gaming guilds can get when dealing with, dealing with BreederDAO at the current stage of the project development? All right, so I guess this lands on my department, right? So um, Esquire, first and foremost, um, partner guilds get direct communication with the team. So this allows for a quick turnaround of quotations of our asset prices, um, breathing and crafting services even, right? So they can directly reach out to us for any questions or concerns that they may have. Um, plus they get early access to our tools. In fact, prior to the Prior to publicly launching Playcore, um, our partner guilds already received exclusive alpha access to this platform. So for those who don't know what, what Playcore is, it is a, an information and, and analytics platform that consolidates the best resources for anything related to blockchain gaming. It basically collates um, resources from the top reputable content creators like Delphi Digital, Mfarsis, uh, Daily Ape, and then all of those good stuff, right, to provide a one-stop information hub to the community. So we can also push deal flows to, to guilds as we receive alphas from our game partners. So just recently, we were able to hook up guilds with um, Undead Blocks' item packs with a 50% discount from the secondary marketplace floor prices. And I guess in addition to that, um, our guild partners can, from time to time, request insights on what our thoughts are about a certain game, or we can even suggest the best team builds depending on their requirements and their current meta. So, yeah, um, I hope I was able to clearly answer your questions, Esquire. Thank you, Jovan. So... Yeah, I mean, this one is something that people have been asking a lot during our AMAs. And I guess, Jillian, it's something that would suit you uh, best. Uh, what are the main goals for 2022 and 2023? 
Yeah, thanks, Renz. Uh, and thanks for that question. So, as I've said, you know, we've been committed since day one to build BreederDAO towards becoming a full-fledged DAO. And the most immediate milestone is to do the IDO and to distribute the tokens to the market um, and allow the community to participate in the governance of the DAO. Um, you know, integrate the community as well as take advantage of the numerous utilities that we have for the token. Um, following that, uh, we're also going to continue building the products that we promised, right? Including, uh, but not limited to analytics dashboards, mass breeding tools, governance platforms, breeder shoots. Um, and we expect to roll out um, the first phase of the tools by Q4 of this year. Um, and yeah, of course, lastly, we're going to still continue to um, build our extensive network of games and guilds. Uh, shout out to Mabi and Jovan here. Um, and really and really work our way to becoming one of the pillars of the play and earn space. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, and, and PlayCore is out, right, Jillian? I mean, you, you mentioned analytics dashboard. We've already got that up. So... Like even Correct. before yes, idea, yes. We're, we're already providing value to to members of the DAO, which I think is great, right? I hope you guys pay a visit playcore.io, guys. Speaking of playcore, guys, somebody also asked from the community, how does playcore add value to the breeder DAO ecosystem? Uh, I'll see you can take this one. Um, so Nigel here again, guys. I mainly created the data sets behind PlayCore. And, well, just to share the vision of what we intended PlayCore to be, um, we did. We wanted to expand our ecosystem and allow more people to understand what we are aiming to do. I mean, personally speaking, um, the, the subjects of play to earn and blockchain and Web3 is all pretty common, I guess, to people who are in the space. But if you talk to your friends outside, I'd say nine out of ten of them still wouldn't know what it is. I mean, even if even if you talk to people who know about play to earn, all they hear about is Axie and and um, there's really a lot of games, as Mabby mentioned a while ago, about a hundred games per week. So PlayCore is our initiative really to expand our community. And again, it contains the analytics, it contains the general terms that you can expect from um, play to earn economics, off chain data, etc. So it really comes from the recognition that what we do, uh, we gotta admit, it's not common language yet. And we do wanna share this knowledge. And indirectly, that's how ReaderDAO benefits uh, from the PlayCore initiative. Um, so it's our contribution to the community. And of course, it all leads up to the DAO where everyone soon can contribute on how we can learn further about the play to earn and play and earn economies. So <laughs> I ask for permission to say this, but in essence, if you hold breed, you can expect a surprise regarding PlayCore soon. Um, but essentially, that's the goal. We want to make sure that we empower the community about everything and everything PlayCore. And PlayCore is our main initiative in order to do that. All right. Thanks, Nigel. Uh, so let's put a pause on the text questions for now. And let's bring up somebody on stage again. We are getting a lot of requests to speak. Uh, let's pull up Dandelion. I... Dandelion, are you there? Oh, Dandelion seems to not be receiving my invite to speak. Let's give it a few more seconds if Dandelion doesn't come up. All right, so we'll try to pull up Dandelion again later. Um, I'll try now to pull up another uh, member, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Fitriani. 
Fitriani, are you there? Hmm. Fitriani, are you getting our invite to speak? I guess not. Oh, well, I do see Jeter raising his hand again. I'll try to pull him up once more. So Fitriani, we'll try to get back to you again if you're ready to be to speak. Uh, Jeter, I'll invite you to speak again. There you go. Hi, Jeter. We lost you a while ago. Yeah, Hi. Yeah. Hi. Uh, my cat just turned off my PC, so... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Do you uh, have another question? Uh, yep, I have one another question. I just want to ask, uh, uh, on one of the last Amos, uh, someone, maybe Jet, was talking about the BNB market, or maybe it was Rents. I'm not sure. Okay, uh, seems like everybody's having like technical difficulties tonight. So, yep. actually, while we're waiting for new speakers, uh, you guys can work on that. Fun fact, did you guys know about Nigel? He was actually in line for this like big... Uh, what was it, like a new job, Nigel, in, in Paris, right? Or in, in Europe or something, like a lead data role. I think it was like Jeff that, that enticed him to, to work on a side project for, for Krabata. And, and, and hey, Nico, sorry. He, yeah. Nico, sorry. I think you're the one experiencing um, technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> sorry about that, Jenner. Oh, um, I think yeah, you abruptly cut Jenner off as he was in the middle oh, of asking man, his man. question. <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, I Nico, always him. ready, right? Oh, yeah, oh. Yeah, but I yeah, I think him. we can all him perfectly fine. Uh, sorry about that, okay. Jenner. Um, thanks yeah, for the ahead, thanks for the update, though, Nico. Feel free yeah. to share okay, that cool. after Jenner asks this question. <laughs> okay, go sure, ahead, Jenner. Sure. The floor is completely yours. <laughs> Okay, thanks. Uh, so on the one of the last summers, someone said about the B2B. Uh, and uh, I think that if it's B2B, you should uh, work with guilds. Uh, but maybe you have some plans uh, about making some B2C marketplace. If you have some extensions about your uh, uh, NFTs, maybe someone will buy uh, NFTs from your marketplace if guilds uh, don't want it or something like that. Maybe you have some plans about it. Okay, um, Chatter, well, maybe I can answer your question, right? So um, definitely um, the marketplace has been part of the roadmap from the very beginning. And um, we plan to build this marketplace as a game agnostic, chain agnostic P2E asset marketplace that will allow retail players to not only shop, but they can also rent, sell, or even rent out their assets with a seamless user experience. So. Jether, Jether, think of this as the Amazon of the P2E industry. It's definitely something to look forward to. And I thank our tech team for being able to deliver all of our quality platforms ahead of schedule. Oh, okay. Thanks for that. Uh, just like to, uh, to hear a, a bit more details about that. But thank you. I just definitely should check maybe roadmap once more and, or a white paper. Uh, Thanks for your answers. If I will have some more new questions, I will definitely raise my hand again. If you can't find any other speakers, because I don't want to have so much time, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, of but, course, but yeah, we appreciate all your thanks. questions. Jet. Of course, yeah, I appreciate your, your work. Together. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> we love you love your name too. Thanks. <laughs> and your PFP. Your it's super nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> once more, please. Oh, your PFP. It's very nice. 
Oh, profile okay. picture. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> thanks. All right. Thank you, Jeter. Okay, we will uh, now ask another person who is requesting to speak to please come up to the stage. Nurgul, are you ready? Oh, can I ask our moderators to please put Jeter back on his audience? There we go. Nurgul, are you there? Going once, going twice. Okay. Again, Nurgul, uh, we will pull you back up um, if you're ready to answer, uh, ask your question. Now we'll call Sanganov. Sanganov Miracle? Hi, are you there? Hi. Oh, there you go. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Go ahead. Please ask your question. What? Go ahead. Please ask your question. Uh, I have three uh, questions. At the first, what is uh, reader DAO? And the second is, what is the benefit? And then the third is, uh, how I can get that benefit? It's no. Got it. All right. So anybody from the team want to take that question? Friends, maybe you want to give a quick intro again? Right, I will take that. Son of, if you need to be there now, we are essentially what we would call the factory of the metaverse. What we do is we generate all sorts of assets uh, in support of all of these guild and players. So you look at Axie economy, you have different market participants, you have the players, you have the breeders, and we essentially act as similar to regular breeders, except we supercharge this by producing assets at scale. And we have the tools and technology that allows us to be able to produce these assets all at once and maximizing the probabilities to uh, for, for very specific traits. Now, you know, for the longest time, again, uh, as I've mentioned earlier, the conversation has only been limited to games and guilds. But if you look at the economy, for it to properly have that balance, you would need both demand and supply. And right now, nobody's looking at it from the supply side except for us. So we actually uh, try to restore that balance by focusing on the supply side of things uh, rather than, you know, just being another guild or, you know, following others' footsteps in terms of just uh, providing a lot more players into the ecosystem. Going, uh, going back to your question about, you know, the, probably the utility or, or the existence or the purpose of the project. Now, we acknowledge that, you know, a lot of these games uh, need help because relative to Axie Infinity, uh, they do not have that two years to be able to grow, right? Uh, and so in order to scale, they would need dedicated projects who's just in charge of really driving that uh, asset production. Uh, so that people who would want to be able, who would want to join their ecosystem would be able to. Uh, what we experience with a lot with some of these newer games is that you know, for the likes of Krabada, the asset prices increased uh, by a significant portion or by a significant amount, and so people weren't able to uh, enter the market just because of the the high barrier to entry, and so it discouraged a lot of participants from even uh, entering the market. So what we're trying to do here is not. Uh, or is to create that adequate supply and inject that supply into the marketplace so a lot more people can participate. 
precisely why one of the vision of the company is really to uh, onboard the next billion players of the metaverse. And that aligns with, you know, not only with producing assets for them, but also giving them sufficient information and providing them with quality uh, uh, assets and content. I hope that answers your question. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you for your answer. Uh, maybe I I will I will uh, join with Bridget Dow. Okay, okay. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. If you want to learn more, you can check us out. Uh, we have our website. We have our white paper. It's all on the official links channel. Great. Thanks, Angano, for that question. Uh, so now let's move back to text questions. We're getting a lot um, from Fandi. So how does BreederDAO deal with the impact of price inflation from play-to-earn game projects? Because most of the problem with play-to-earn games is the price of tokens that keeps dropping. Ooh, anybody want to take that on? Yeah, I can answer that. Um, well, mostly from the data side. Um, to begin with, we, we really want to understand the root cause of why these prices drop in the first place. And we really want to answer what really lies on the underlying economy of the games. Um, just to give an example on how we analyze these things. You know, um, for example, in Playcore, um, you'll see the amount minted and burned of the utility token of certain games. So for example, for the case of Axie, you'll see how much people are earning SLP. You'll see how much people are spending SLP. Well, just interpret these metrics, just to avoid being too technical. Um, whenever you earn SLP, you're essentially printing money. It's the same as you're printing dollars to the economy. And as you guys, um, as we can expect, basic economics, it will tell us that the more you print, the more this leads to inflation. Hence, the price drops. What I really want to emphasize here is that um, whenever there's price inflation from these P2E economies, it's not, the, the price dropping is not really the problem, but really more so the underlying economy behind it. And as Beater DAO, we take a look at all of these economies, and it's something that we keep close eyes on. And um, this is something that we also want to share to the community, and it's available to it's available to everyone right now on our platform. So us in particular, we keep track of these movements. We adjust along with the market. Visibility really is the first thing when we look at these economies, and we try to make it as actionable as possible as to how to implement our strategies. Um. Personally speaking, though, I mean, since all of these economies are really still experimental, um, I think the goal for us is to constantly survey and understand more about these economic, ec economies that um, the blockchain unlocks. I think we can come to a time where we have our own ideas and hypotheses, but that's something that we want to aim to learn along with the community as we go along. Yeah, if I could just add to that a little bit, Nigel. So obviously you have... Uh, a lot. You're obviously the mastermind behind Playcore, and a lot of information is already there, which the people could use. But I guess what's uh, something I could share? Well, not totally share, right? But uh, we 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 have all of these discussions. You know, Jeff, all the heads, right? Jeff, Jovan, Ton. Shout out to the shout out to Ton. Uh, we have these deep conversations about you know what to watch out for, what are the flags, what are the uh, metrics to watch out for that aren't necessarily published yet on Playcore. Right, uh, but uh, I guess that's just to show that you know, we we really do look in depth at these at these games, these these economies, right? And uh, if people ask, you know, if we're giving away too much alpha when we release Playcore, the answer is no. We have so much more in store. 
Great. Thanks, guys, for that. So uh, we'll pull up uh, some more voice questions now. Um, let's start things off with Domino. Domino2396. Let me invite you to speak. Hi. Hi, Domino. Hi. So Go ahead. Ask is, um, in previous AMAS, I asked this question, but it never got answered. Why did you choose to create a token on the Ethereum network? Perhaps there was a reason for this. Personally, I do not like this network because of the high commissions for transactions. Well, hi. Hi there, uh, Domino. So I'm probably the most uh, ETH Maxi on the team. Like I know Renz and Jeff are like Solana Maxi. So there's a there's the uh, divide or competition between the three of us there. But so I think I'm best suited to answer. Um, and it's really simply because ETH is the most battle tested of all the chains, right? When you think of like smart contracts, it's Ethereum. It's it's the granddaddy of all um, development of programmable money after Bitcoin. And um, if you think about it, all of these different chains that deal with like um, programmable money or smart contracts, they're all new. Um, but in like a few years, a few decades, probably in the middle of the 21st century, these, the one with the most history, the most interactions and innovations will be like the pillars for blockchain. And Ethereum is leading the way. Let's, let's be honest about it. You know, it's, it's, um, it is a work in progress, like many other chains. No chain is perfect at this point. It's, it's a competition. Um, I always used to say that like, if you're a fan of boxing, um, Ethereum is like um, Floyd Mayweather to me, and everybody's like playing catch up, and it's going to take like a gargantuan effort to really supplant it. You can't just like compete with it; you have to like really vanquish ETH if you want it to like go away. And again, it's it's a work in progress. Let's not um, dismiss it before like proof of stake properly comes out. I know, I know, we're all frustrated. I'm personally really frustrated with all the delays. I mean, like, we're seeing lots of conspiracy theories with, like, ETH. But to be honest, um, there is a reason it's the top dog. There is a reason it rocketed all the way to 4K at its peak from, like, 200, 400, 800. Why it is dominant and has been consistent year after year after year. Shitcoin after shitcoin. New hype thing after hype thing. Ethereum has been there, and it will be there for the long haul. So... Much in the same way BreederDAO has really long um, plans to be here. I mean, you heard the, the vesting that we've got. Um, five years, everybody's going to be like um, gotten their tokens while we're still waiting for ours. So it's going to be a long journey for Ethereum as well as BreederDAO. So hopefully that can convince you. If not, blockchain has a, has a coin or an NFT for everybody. So no hard feelings. I used to I used to play around with Solana as well before, if you like that sort of thing. All right, Domino, does that answer your question? Yeah, thank you. All right, thanks, Domino. Uh, we'll pull up one more, or a couple more. Um, Alex A, Alex underscore A. I am inviting you to speak. Are you there? 
Oh, there we go. Hi, Alex. You're on mute. If you're trying to speak, we can't hear you. Oh, there you go. Hi. Okay. Hello. Hi. Um, uh, go ahead. Yeah. It's about the utility of the breed token. Um, I, I've read the, uh, the, the tokenomics and the uh, utility part, and you talk about the three Gs for the breed token. Um, I, uh, I believe you, 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 you would want the uh, holders of the breed token to be, uh, to be holding the token for, for a longer period rather than a short term. In that case, what could be some of your strategies? Uh, will there be some reward mechanisms for the holders to stay in the project longer? Hello? Hey. Hi, Alex. So, good question, actually. So, if you look at our roadmap, part of it really uh, talks about staking. And I know that a lot of projects typically answer staking as a way to actually lock people's token in to be able to wait until they actually have this utility. But apart from that, you know, we actually thought about this and why we really wanted to do a public uh, a public uh, launch like right before we have all of these tools in place or the tools that we promised the three keys we would provide for is to have these people become part or have you guys rather as part of the community because we believe that you can provide like significant value in terms of you know governance in terms of identifying what strategies we can employ and uh, we really set out to be a DAO like from the get-go as seen in our name right and you know, we believe in the power of the community having like multiple heads uh, working on a specific project and really driving the 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 project uh, is much, much better than, you know, a chosen or a select few that are spearheading the project. And ultimately, you know, we'll be taking a lot of snapshots to be able to facilitate this governance. But of course, that's not the only thing that we're going to provide, because as mentioned, we also want to reward like early participants of the ecosystem. Uh, Jeff later on will talk about, you know, the plans that we have for staking. But aside from that, you know, the, the, the ecosystem that we're trying to build here is not just limited towards the creation of all of these assets. If you look at, you know, where we actually, uh, where we actually, or where our strengths actually lie, it's in finding the gaps within the ecosystem and creating projects that allow everyone to participate in it. So just in four months, we were able to launch PlayCore. Why? Because what we realized is that there's a lack of information in the ecosystem. And if we really want more people uh, and everyone in the community to not be discouraged uh, within the ecosystem, that we need to educate them. And so that's PlayCore for you. PlayCore, as Nigel mentioned earlier, will add value to the BreederDAO ecosystem. So when you get like the BreederDAO token, you not only have governance, you not only get rewarded for participating early on, but you also bet that the team will actually provide solutions to the entire ecosystem. And yeah, Jeff, why don't you tell our friend Alex here about uh, the staking that we have planned? Yeah, sure. If you look at the roadmap, during the second quarter of 2022, right after the token launch, it says staking protocol launch. So 
pride ourselves in delivering what's on our road. We are doing our token launch tomorrow, so do expect that staking will be available very, 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 very soon. Sooner than crypto soon, it will be available soon. So staking is coming, no need to worry. Wow, um, uh, great to hear. Um, one of the um, one of the main reasons actually why I'm I'm willing to buy also breed tokens is actually the play core. Um, that alone uh, will uh, will uh, convince me to 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 buy the breed token if that is necessary for me to have access of of play core. However, um, can you please clarify? Um, is the content of PlayCore uh, for for the public, or will will there be some alpha which is only reserved for uh, breed token holders? Thank you. So for sure, we will provide a surprise for all the breed holders. But if you look at PlayCore right now, there's actually something written there that premium version will go live soon. And you can, I think, already imagine the kind of surprise that we're gonna provide. And that's gonna come in like during the public sale. Thank you so much. Thanks, Alex. All right, so we have a couple more uh, requests to speak. So I'll pull up uh, a bit, uh, some more people up. Um, Thanks guys for staying with us. Uh, we've been on air for more than an hour. Uh, I hope we're able to answer all of your questions leading up to the launch tomorrow. Uh, remember guys, it's going to be April 26, 2 p.m. UTC uh, until April 29, 2 p.m. UTC. So 72 hours. Okay, so let's call up Lambo Ape. Uh, I think he's been raised, he or she has been raising um, their hand uh, for a bit now. Um, Lambo Ape, are you there? Mm -hmm. I, I think we still got right. Alex on the stage, so might want to uh, let him off. Oh, so yes. Moderators. Yeah, brothers. There we go. All right. So I sent an invite to Lambo Ape to come up, uh, but I think, yeah, I think uh, it's taking quite a while. So we'll move on to another member, uh, another member requesting to speak. Um, who is here? Sakura? Uh, let's try to pull up Sakura. Hold on. Hi, Sakura. Are you there? Mm, okay. I think there are a couple of people. Okay, one more. Let's try one more. TNT. TNT, are you there? Oh, we have. Oh, TNT, are you there? Oh, hi. TNT, you're muted, but welcome aboard. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I just had to press the unmute button. Can you hear yeah, me? There sorry. you go. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Loud and clear. Yep, okay. Thanks for taking um, my question, um, which I'll ask. Um, so it's more specifically about the launch. Uh, in in terms of gas fees, how, how do we know what, what what the gas fees are or what what the estimated gas fees would be? 
Well, so maybe you've experienced other sales where you get into a gas war with everybody else. This will not be the case for our token launch. You will have ample time to buy in, um, ask for the specific price for the, the gas. Um, Nico might be a better person to ask, no. but please do no, not I, expect I, I, outrageous gas fees. It will not be outrageous. It will just be a regular gas fees. Nico, maybe you can give an approximate. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought you, you answered it pretty well um, already. But just to add to that, Jeff, um, so for everybody's appreciation, copper is powered by Balancer's uh, liquidity um, bootstrapping pool technology. So it's basically your typical AMM. Um, so if you guys have tried out Uniswap, so if you've done like ERC-20 swaps, it's effectively going to be the same amount of gas fees. So um, gas tracker... I'm looking it up right now. It's around like 20s. It's been around the 20s for like weeks at this point. Uh, oh, no, right. It's actually pretty high relatively right now. It's like 58, but you can expect it to play around the 30s range um, come tomorrow. Um, it should not be that much of a difference from your typical Uniswap or SushiSwap um, change of tokens, basically. So nothing, no gas wars here. It should be a straightforward um, swap. Yeah. That's, that, is that per transaction? Or? Yes, it is per transaction. So um, if you're concerned about it, um, maybe just try to come in once, maybe twice. Um, if you're trying to like um, DCA or time it, yeah, maybe once or twice would be good. Okay, and sorry, I just had a follow-up on that as well. Um, uh, I noticed that you can there's, there's four options of the types of to, um, swaps we can do with ETH and DAI. Is, does it make a difference which one we use? Uh, is, it, is there an advantage to using um, one or the other? No, not really. Um, Balancer handles it all on the back end. Um, maybe an ETH, but don't quote me on this because I have personally not tried an ETH purchase on um, an LBP. I've, I've joined a couple in the past. Um, Radical from like a year ago, I did like a USDC directly. Um, I did not really think about the gas fees that much because I thought it was very minimal. Um, so yeah, hopefully that like anecdote about my experience helps you a little bit, TNT. I'm not sure if it's like your first one, uh, it is. That's why I'm asking. It you. is okay. I, yeah, I, I'm yeah, very so newbie on this, so yeah. Got that's it, why got I, was it. Gonna, I was just going to ask your recommendation, I guess. Yeah, yeah. USDC, um, but if you're like loaded with ETH, then it shouldn't be that much of a problem. Um, take it from me. It it's it's um it's not like going to be a big deal. Yeah. So if you've done like swaps on on Uni already, it's just going to be more or less the same. Yeah. Yeah, any more questions, TNT? Hopefully that uh, helps you out, uh, prepare for, for tomorrow. Um, thank you so yep. much for your interest. Yeah, yeah, we'll see you, we'll see you there. Right. Sorry, one Thanks. last one, if you, if you don't oh, mind. Go of course, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it, will the token um, be put on a, a major exchange at any stage uh, further down the track? It, 
where it will. It will. Any sort of time frame, or we're we looking at, it? or you just? Well, um, which, I, I'm which not sure it? we're at liberty to discuss it at this point. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, mate. So we're not at liberty to discuss it. So uh, um, any future exchange listings, we're under NDA. But rest assured, we are working hard talking to these exchanges. That's why there's NDAs, right? So oh, yep. do watch out for that. It, it, it actually, it might come sooner than you might think. If that helps. But, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, man. PNP, are you still there? Hello. All right. Great. Thanks, TNP. Uh, and now I'll be calling up. Diego, are you there? Jillian, you're you're a little choppy, uh, but I think she up. said Riego. Could I get some assist to pull up Riego, please? Hi, am I better now? Hello, is my connection better now? Yeah, yeah, a lot better. Yep. It's Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for the okay, song number. Yeah, I think we lost okay. Diego. Okay, uh, so Riego is not here anymore. Um, we have three more questions from uh, three more people from the community requesting to speak. I'll pull up Jeter right Hello, can you guys hear me? Okay, we have Rio on stage. Rio? Um, hello? Hi, Rio. Hey, Rio. You guys hear me? Yeah, yep. crystal clear. Go ahead. Okay, so um, I see a lot of big names invested in you guys. So I, I just like to ask, um, will there be any more advisors or big names coming ahead? Yes. Oh, that, that's all I was going to say. What, 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 what an anticlimactic answer, bro. Yeah, so we got, some, we got some huge backers, right? And we're very proud to say that these guys have supported us from day one. And we're always looking to attract uh, bigger um, you know, um, titans in the space. We actually have a surprise advisor for you. Um, just like I mentioned earlier in the call, it, so do watch it, out for is that. Is it like really a surprise at this point still, Jeff? I mean, like if they know where to look, they, they could probably spot it at this point. So it's like a... Yeah, maybe it's like a treasure hunt. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, it's on the website. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so it's 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 a it's a maybe you guys can can figure it out. Who's the who's the next coming advisor? What's your who's your best guess? Does it start with an E? And, no, and e, it doesn't start with an E. What were you thinking of Elon Musk? Well, no, it's not him. I can confidently say it's not him. But he's just as relevant. Okay, guys, thank you for um, taking my question. Problem, Rio. That's all. Thank you, Rio. Rio, do, do watch out for it in our Twitter. We will be announcing it in the coming days. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Rio. So I'll move you back to the audience. All right, so we have two more questions uh, from the audience. I will pull Jeter back up. He's been raising his hand for a while. Um, and we don't want to keep Jeter waiting. Hi, Jeter. Yeah, hi, once back. more. Yeah, <laughs> basically, it's not my question. It's a question from Kainar Perev, uh, but uh, he just uh, don't have a microphone, so I'll ask it. If you don't mind uh, so the question is uh, maybe a bit specific uh, but yesterday in our last uh, article on medium uh, we have a question about when decks uh, and uh, for today in the same article we have we don't have this question uh, so can you tell a bit more maybe a bit uh, about dex listing and uniswap that uh, we had tomorrow but uh, don't have today yeah, so liquidity will hit the decks right after the the TLA concludes. So do expect that you will be able to trade the token right away on a decentralized exchange. Uh, it's the biggest one out there. Yep, that's great. Uh, thanks for the answer. Uh, best wishes for tomorrow, TLA, and for the next three days as well. Thank Appreciate you, it, Jenner. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Thanks. I appreciate you too, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Jeter. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Uh, I'll move you back to the audience now. So we have one last request to speak from Carl. Carl has also been raising his or her hand for a while. Um, let's see if he still wants to ask this question. Carl? Carl, are you there? All right, since Carl seems to no longer be here, I guess this is more or less the end of our town hall. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, we're ending our town hall now with 177 listening. Thank you guys so Thanks, much guys. for staying with us for a full hour and a half, even more, I think. Um, so before we close, Renz, you know, do you want to say anything to the community before, you know, we hit up, we, we go to our totem launch? Right, thank you so much, Jillian, and to everyone out here who's still with us uh, even after the 90-minute session that we just had. And I sure hope that you guys were able to learn a lot. Uh... Hello? Yeah, I sure hope you guys were able to learn a lot. And to anyone who shares our, our vision and who wants to be part of our community, uh, do participate in our IDO and we will welcome you with open arms to our community and we have tons of surprises for you guys. 
Um, Pre-year DAO is not just a one-time thing where we just focus on like the public sale, but it will be a continuing effort as seen from the things that we've already provided you guys. Since the start, we have top-tier advisors, investors, partners, games, guilds, and we will continue to deliver that value uh, for a long period of time. And yeah, I mean, we'll just continue building and good luck to all of us tomorrow. Thank you so much, guys. All right, and so that concludes. Hello, sorry about that echo. And so uh, that concludes our first ever town hall. Thank you, everybody, for staying the full 90 minutes plus um, on Breeder Dow on air. So, what else is there left to say? Token launch auction tomorrow, August 20, uh, April 26, 2 p.m. UTC until April 29, 72 hours. See you guys there. See you guys in the Discord. Let's. Fucking go. Thank you guys.